Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the CEO School podcast. I'm your host, Sneera Madani, and we are popping some champagne. <laughs> Never have we done that. I hope that like, so we have to probably soften it for our audience's ears. It's going to blow their ears off. But I am just so excited. I'm in Puerto Rico right now, hanging out with my team. I love being with my team on des- like at a destination, recording these amazing shows for you. And today we are going to be doing our Valentine's Day segment. So I figured champagne would be appropriate, although it's like three o'clock in the afternoon here. A little bit, you know, it's on, it's it's five o'clock somewhere. So cheers to Valentine's Day and to today's episode and for all of you joining us at the CEO School Podcast. So today's Valentine's Day special episode is going to be about love languages. And it is a behind the scenes Millionaire Founders Club episode, and we are still going to apply our love languages to business. You may be saying, Sanira, how are we going to apply love languages into the workplace? But trust me, over the next 20 minutes, I'm going to show you how exactly you can use love languages to catapult your business. First, let's really talk about what are the five love languages. So many of us have heard of this term love languages. It's a concept by Dr. Gary Chapman, and it's usually applicable in relationships. So today we're also going to be, this applies also to our relationships, um, intimate relationships, romantic relationships, but also our relationships with our friends and our, you know, our, our family members. And ironically enough, how we show up and we receive love and give love That's exactly how we show up in the workplace. And that's how we want to show and receive love in the workplace as well. As I always say, business is personal. Honestly, Carlos, I think we have to change the name of the show to business is personal at this point for how many times I mention it on the show. But it is so personal. And how you show up, like you don't leave yourself, you know, you know, at the door before you walk into the office or with your clients. Like you are who you are. And that person inside of you just doesn't change. And so with love languages, love languages are tools, right, that help us really understand how we want to receive love and also how we give love. But that applies into the workplace because how we receive love, whether it's intimately or through with our friends and through our family, is also honestly at the core of how we feel valued, right? How we feel loved and how we will honestly receive that praise or that love from our team. So of course, the concept of love, love can be different in the workplace, but it's still it's still that positive feeling of feeling valued, feeling taken care of, feeling like your work means something. And so that is how we translate it into the work environment. But those same exact five love, love languages, we each 
each bring to our workplace, whether we know it or not. So let's talk about the five love languages and what they are. And uh, and by the honestly, by the end of this episode, we're going to be applying the love languages. We're going to have better relationships at home as well as in the workplace because this is exactly how how I am with my husband. This is exactly how I am with my friends, with my mother as a sister, um, and honestly as a boss as well. And so the first the the five love languages we've got words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Right. So those are the five love languages that we have. And let's really talk about what these love languages are. And there's probably a few. If you have not done a love language assessment, let's go ahead and do a love language assessment. I'm going to link it over into the show notes. There's tons of free resources on the five love languages. And so just take a five minute quiz and you'll quickly be able to see your love language and, you know, how you give and receive love. So go ahead and take that quiz if you haven't. But if you have, um, and you know, you can clearly identify once I go through each of these different things, you'll know, okay, yeah, that is totally me. And honestly, some of us have more than one way that we receive love. I think over the last several years and talking to so many different women and entrepreneurs and we talk about love languages, you're probably gonna have one or two that are going to be your dominant love language. And then you're going to have others. Of course, all of these are nice, right? So of course you want to be receive love in all the ways, but there's going to be some dominance in how you want to give and receive love. And so let's talk about words of affirmation. I'll go straight into uh, words of affirmation because truly that is my love language, whether I like it or not. So your love languages, you do not choose your love languages. This is just how you are and it's okay. Words of affirmation, it's all about, it's I feel loved when I receive praise. I feel loved, I feel valued because I am told I'm doing a good job right? When I, and that's in my intimate relationship. And of course that spans out, this is what I'm saying, across the entire specter in my business world as well. So words of affirmation are definitely my love language. I want to receive praise. I want to know that I'm doing a good job and I want to be told that. I want to hear it. And I'm that girl, even with my husband, I'm like, you need to tell me you love me. I want to hear it. And I want, I want to not just be told I'm loved. I want to be, I want the details, right? I want the details on, I did this thing and, you know, I did a really great job on it, or I'm really proud of you, or, you know, babe, you were awesome. Um, I saw, you know, I saw how you were, you know, you know, when Mila was throwing a tantrum and how you handled it. I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say you're like such a great mom, right? So there's so many different ways that that those words translate for me, um, and it just makes me feel seen, heard, valued, and loved, right? So this is so real for me, and in the work environment guess what? It's exactly the same. So I don't want my work to go unnoticed. I want to feel those words coming back. It's like, I am doing a good job. And honestly, as a leader, as a boss, sometimes that's not the love. Like you don't, you're not sometimes on the receiving end, right? Because we have to be on the giving end, but we're not on the receiving end. Um, And I want to be told. And through my career, I can think of so many different moments. I used to save, like if I look back now, in my first few corporate jobs, every time um, a manager would send me, we used to call them like a tip of the hat or you might have a praise or whatever it's like in, you know, in your in your corporate work environments. Every time my manager would send or somebody on the team would like send an email with my name to be like, oh, I want to give Sonera a tip of the hat. I would save that email and it would mean so much to me. And I had a folder of those emails. 
And I look back at it now, I'm like, yep, yeah, words of affirmation are totally my love language. And even when it came to having as, you know, the business scaled and even with my board and even with my executive team, like I really just, I wanted to be told I was doing a good job and I'm always seeking those words of affirmation. I know I'm doing a good job, right? So it's not about, you know, we can dissect this in a million different ways, but that's how I feel seen and heard and valued. And so even as, you know, in the workplace, um, truly, you know, positive reinforcement and appreciation can really boost morale for your team and for your employees. And so as I'm going through these love languages, one, first, I want you to identify your prominent love languages. And then we're going to do these ex- this exercise for the people in your life. Okay, so this is the Valentine's Day episode. We're going to do it for our family at home and our loved ones. And that includes the core relationships. It's not just the intimate relationships. And we're going to have the people in our workplace. So our core team, our team one, our direct reports, they're going to take their love language test. And as a manager, how easy would it be? So much easier to do our jobs if we knew how everyone on my team feels valued, right? Because sometimes I'm also banging my head against the wall of like, wait, I told this person they're doing a good job. I've already done whatever. And then here they are not feeling happy, you know, in their role or in the company. Well, is that how they actually want to receive love? Right, or they want to receive praise or um, appreciation. And so it's so imperative that we not only understand the different love languages as leaders and as CEOs, but we're going to apply those for our employees because I want to know how she's feeling and what her love language is so I can make sure that I'm showing my, my gratitude in that way. So for those that have words of affirmation like myself, praise is a huge part of it, right? And sometimes it's, it's, it's not just the appreciation, but it's also you have to ask your, um, and this is a great one-on-one conversation for you to have with your direct reports, but some people want to receive that praise publicly or some people want to receive that praise in private. So it's also understanding from the people around you. It's not just about giving praise. Some people don't want public praise. They don't do well in a setting of, of a public setting to receive praise. They want that intimate one-on-one time with you and for you to tell them directly, right? So ask your teammates, ask the people around you if they have words of affirmation, how they want to receive that praise. Is it public recognition? Is it is it personalized emails? Is it verbal acknowledgments in meetings? And that's how you're able to understand how this person wants to be, uh, wants to show that, wants to be seen in that way, to have those words of affirmations really hit home for them. And for me, this is definitely something that is really important. This is 100% my love language and at the top of my list for myself. And it's nice. It's nice to not only do the hard job and do the work, but for somebody to really say, thank you, you're doing a great job. And so we could all use a little bit of that. The next love language that I'm going to talk about is acts of service. This is definitely not my love language. I do not show, um, you know, my love in this way. And really quick, we think we show love differently than like we're like, oh, I show love in this way and I receive love in another way. My executive coach will say, hands down, if Laura was here, she'd be like, you show, you give and receive love the same way. So whether there might be other tendencies that we have, like we might also give gifts, we also do other things. The way that we also 
when we really care about somebody, show our love, when we really love somebody, we show it in the same way that we receive it. So a quick side note here on that episode. But number two, we're going to talk about acts of service. Acts of service, right, is this is definitely my husband's love language. He is hands down the most and everyone that knows him and everyone's going to shake their head. He is the guy that will just goes out of his way for everyone. He is like the super host. He wants to make sure like everybody, you know, like he's the guy that makes me that cup of coffee in the morning. He's the one that, you know, I'm not fed if like Faisal doesn't feed me. Like if nobody feeds me, I, I don't even eat. And his acts of service is truly he makes sure is like I'm fed. Like that is such an act of service. Um, but he's like this with everyone in his life. Like one of our like old neighbors of almost a decade ago, we moved into this townhome uh, when we were, we had just gotten married, but we lived in this neighborhood and there was like four old ladies that lived around us and they were the sweetest old ladies ever. And uh, Faisal still to this day, whenever like they need like their like light bulb goes out or they can't understand their like AT&T like their router goes out Faisal will literally drive over at least at least once a month just to go check up on them and like make sure like things are set because when we lived when we lived right there they would call on him all the time to help him around the house and it's things that like they, they couldn't figure out technology and he still today will drive down and I'll be like Faisal you don't like I cannot believe that you still do this this is just how this man gives and that's who he is and so I do not have that bone in me. Of course, I love people. I serve in so many different ways. So it's not that we don't, um, and I want to show that if you're like, well, of course I we show service and you have acts of service, but it's not how you show love truly as like the first place that you go, but how this translates into the work workplace. So now you understand acts of service. And this could also be like how you really want to receive love too. So for those, you're like, you know what? It is really nice when, you know, I get home and, um, you know, the kitchen's clean or, you know, my partner did like, you know, make me that cup of coffee in the morning. It just, it really shows it's not the words that matter, but it's the actions. So you might be that girl that needs the actions. And in the workplace, right, this also translates in the workplace. So you can, you know, as a leader and as a colleague, helping others in tasks, right, in additional responsibilities, right? So offering support, offering assistance um, when it's a challenging um, pro like, you know, project going on and like really giving your extra time or, you know, the, the you know, rolling up the sleeves to help somebody is definitely an act of service at, like in the work environment. Also providing uh, resources and mentoring, right? So that is also a way to give service within the workplace. So again, if you have colleagues or team members that have those tendencies of acts of service, there are ways to show them that they do have that assistance and whether it's resources, whether it's support from other team members. And if you yourself as a leader want to receive love from an acts of service standpoint, then you need that team around you to ensure that you are also taken care of. Maybe it's the way that they deliver, um, you know, the the project or the extra like assistance, making sure that you're ready for a meeting and the presentation is done and delivered and it's how you like it. And it's like, here, I, I went out of my way to make sure that the agenda was ready, right? So even on receiving love in the workplace, this is how acts of service, if that's your love language, how that translates. Gifts. Now, Everybody loves gifts. We all love gifts. Don't we all love gifts? I hate surprises. Um, and so honestly, that's not my love language because I don't, I of course I love gifts, but I don't. I want to pick out my own things. So I actually, 
And it's very, very rare when I get really excited about a gift that I did not buy for myself because I am so picky and so choosy. And so gifts are actually not my love language. Um, but it might be yours, right? So you might love those little gestures and gifts don't necessarily have to mean extravagant gifts, right? So receiving love in this way. So if somebody, if, if gifts are part of your love language, it could be like that thank you note or that, that little card or the little piece of chocolate or, you know, the flowers. And so there's like other ways that's not just like this huge, you know, oh yeah, here's this like gift that you get from your friends and from your family. It's that it's that extra time that somebody takes to say, hey, I thought of you. And um, that is, you know, that is definitely many of ours love language. It's not mine. And I'm I'm glad that it's not mine. But in the workplace, if this is your love language or if this is one of your team's love languages, right? It is. It's exactly this is one of like the simplest ones to translate, right? Um, it's that personalized touch on something. It's the the book for your colleague that you're like, hey, you know, you're mentoring someone on your team. You're like, I think this this is something that you're really gonna enjoy, right? It's the it's taking somebody out for it's the team lunch, right? Showing that appreciation in a in a different way through through giving something, and so that's receiving gifts or giving gifts um, in personal and in the workplace. All right, number four is quality time. This is 100% also my dominant love language. So, and this is actually surprising for many people um, when they get to know me because I'm such an extrovert and I can, you know, definitely walk into a room and talk to like 5,000 people and I'll be totally okay and I'll be great at it. But it's not where my energy, like where I really feel, I feel loved. I can definitely give that energy, but where I feel the love is in that in that small intimate interaction. I need that quality time. I need that one-on-one and I'm definitely an in-person girl. It's been really hard to translate for me that quality time from a digital space, although we've all figured it out. But this 100% applies to me in my personal life as well. I need date night no matter what with my husband once a week. If I do not get date night, I literally feel like I'm, we're like, we're gonna, we're, we're just not gonna make it. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I need that one-on-one time, solo, just us, even if it's us going out for a walk, you know, going to get a coffee, having a, a great date night dinner, but it doesn't count when we're with our friends. Like, or yeah, we had date night, and we're with a bunch of couples. That does not count for me as date night. I need one-on-one time. And quality time. I need that with my friends. I need that with my family. I'm very protective of the people around me. I don't let a lot of people in. And so although my life is really busy and big and full, the people that I give my energy to and I let and I let in to give me that energy, it's really, really small. So quality time for me is so important in my personal life. It's just how I operate. But how does that apply in the workplace, right? So in the workplace, even when I was leading a team of like over 400, right? For me, one-on-one collaboration is like so key in the workplace. When I'm working with my team, I want it to be like having those weekly one-on-ones, like checking in and people checking in on me, right? And that's what's really hard also as a leader. Like you have to be responsible for everyone and no one really thinks about your love languages. So really when you do this love language assessment with your team, make sure they understand you as a leader as well. Sometimes we feel so misunderstood. Well, this is exactly how we want to be, how we feel appreciated, loved, seen, heard, and valued. 
And so, of course, if our team doesn't know, how can they give us the love in that way, right? So quality time for me is super important. I need the regular check-ins. I need dedicated time. I need that dedicated, like, I hate when, you know, like, I want that eye-to-eye contact. I want that real-life feeling and that active listening, right? That's another way that you can show people that you have that quality time. It's the phones away right? It's like when I'm home, we literally turn off our phones. I cannot stand it. And I know I'm guilty of it too, but quality time means like there's, there's no gadgets around. And so even in the workplace, when I'm in a meeting or I'm there with you and it's one-on-one, I'm there with you. And I expect them to be there with me. So that's how quality time can translate into the workplace. Now I've kind of saved the most random one for last because This is definitely one that you're gonna be like, there is no way we can translate this into the workplace. The last love language is physical touch. All right, so physical touch, if you are somebody that receives love in a physical touch format, then you are definitely feeling that level of like, I need that connection, I need that physical connection. I want somebody to hug me, squeeze me, give me like the biggest, you know, like I wanna kiss, I wanna touch. I need that physical feeling with my intimate partner and even with family, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be intimacy, but intimacy and that physical touch can be through affection of hugs, right? And through other ways to feel comforted. I mean, I'm, you know, 36 going on 37 and I swear every time I see my mom and like it's at the end of the day and I will literally still like on the couch put my head on her lap and like she will stroke my hair and it just makes me feel amazing. And so physical touch is something that is, you know, that's in our love languages um, from a, um, you know, from a personal standpoint. But why I save this one for last for the final bit of the episode is how do we apply that into the workplace, right? Physical touch should not be applied in the in the workplace, but if you have physical touch as a love language, right? How do you apply that to your team members that that might be a prominent one? And if that's a prominent one for you, right? So what's really interesting is when we did this exercise, we've done this exercise um, in the past through my with my executive teams. And I kid you not, when this one came up, and my brother's love language is physical touch. So it was definitely one of his one of his love languages that came up on the things. It's words of affirmation, which we both have. So my brother, as you know, is my business partner. We're all in the executive team, and there was a few. So it was it was him. It was our like head of marketing and another. And I'm like, oh my god, we've got like three dudes in here that that's physical touch is like part of their love language. Um, I'm like, okay, Dr. Laura, like how will this apply into the workplace from a physical touch standpoint? And just because physical touch is that love language, and, and I now I think about it, it's the it's the high fives. They're like the bump guys. They're the guys that like, or even the women, right? Like you need that, like that you're doing a great job, boom, right? High five here. And now you're like, okay, great, Sanira. We're now, obviously there's, I've got a remote team. So if somebody has that love language through a remote team, you still have to find ways. It's still that connecting in person, right? So they're the people that might not do well on Zoom. And so you've got to take that extra time to touch base with them to make sure that they they did feel connected, that they did receive the messages and that you do need to have those like team retreats or those offsites or those meetings where you can get together in person. But even through Zoom and through other channels, there are ways to acknowledge. I love the high five setting, the thumbs up setting. So those are also ways that we can even create that physical touch. If that is something that is part of of one of your teams or your love languages, it can also 
be applied in the workplace. So I wanted to save that one for last because it was definitely the one that always raises the most questions. But I hope you enjoyed today's Valentine's Day episode about love languages. I know I check in on my love languages all the time for myself, how I'm feeling and receiving that love and how I'm giving that love, whether it is in my personal life and also in my CEO life. And so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Go take your quiz on love languages. Go get your team to take the love language assessment and talk about it. It is going to be one of the most fun exercises that you do as a team. And you can keep it super professional and super amazing. And at the end of the day, business is personal and we all want to feel loved. In our in our day-to-day, in our roles, in our jobs, we don't leave ourselves as soon as we come into the office. We come with our whole selves. Our whole self deserves to be loved. And when you have employees and team members that feel that level of love and they feel valued and taken care of and you also feel that from your teams, that's when amazing execution happens. So happy Valentine's Day, booze. I hope you all have an incredible week. We've got some amazing episodes lined up for you coming up. I will see you next week at CEO School. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.